day after the Super Bowl could easily be considered the beginning of the following season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, immediately. Some people make it okay, DK, to start talking about the future of teams, free agency, combine, all that type of stuff pops up. Are you okay with all that? I love I the Steelers official Twitter account last night. Put do you see that? It was like within seconds of the end of the game. It was like, or fine, let's just now get started on the next one. You know, it was just like no congratulations, no nothing. Just let's go, man. Whoever did that, I actually like that. Like uh, all right, I did yeah, too. Cool. Now on to the next, and we can officially start talking about NFL business, like real stuff, DK. And that's what we're gonna do right here on this particular program as soon as a certain bell gets struck. It's right here. Somebody put up on Twitter today that it is there are Ramon Foster days until the NFL draft. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. I retweeted that. You take a look. It's it's I pretty good stuff one. here. Ramon Foster days until the NFL draft. So I hadn't realized that it was that close. But then again, this is the first time I, you know, thought about it. Why? Because there was still football going on. It was. By the way, what a game last night. Can't oh, beautiful. Five quarters basically is what we got of, of football. Like, le legitimately, man, I'm watching this, and it was good. Like, I actually enjoyed the no scores or the 10-3 halftime. Did you? I, I thought the first quarter was dynamite just for the caliber of defense. And I'm, I'm, I'm seeing people saying, this is boring, this is boring. Get out of here. They're not football people when no. they say that type of stuff, DK. Like, our crowd in here, they understand that was a really good football game last night in the first half, also in the second half, obviously, DK. Yeah, if, if you didn't enjoy, especially, I just loved that first quarter. And then you can, you can see that neither team could move the football. There were no yeah. first downs. And I'm going, this is a Super Bowl. That's tremendous. What do you want to see, 48 to 47 every year? Exactly. And, and, and you know what, though? This is where I, the football side of me had a, a super early epiphany, DK. It was this. Say what you want to about the NFL. One, the business side of it is huge. Let's just throw that and get that out the way. The NFL, business-wise, is just out of this world, okay? Um, but it was this as far as the championship game goes, with that low-scoring first half, first quarter, and all that type of stuff. You can be as good as you want to offensively. But in order to win championships, you better have a monstrous defense, DK. Defense. DJ. The <laughs> Jacob just took, I didn't even see this, DK. Defense wins championships. Joshua Dobbs says it too. Defense still, still matters, DK. And that's what I took from it. As much as everybody's been trying to hire a Kyle Shanahan guy, as much as we've goaded and said Kyle Shanahan is the, is the top tier as far as play callers in the NFL, what happened was defense take over at all friggin' time in championship games. And I think towards the latter part of it, Coach Spagnola, the defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, dialed it up better than what they did on the other side with the San Francisco 49ers, big time. I, I, I was floored. 
by the overall caliber of that game, uh, by the intensity, by the spirit, some of the individual plays being made, yeah. some of the play diagrams. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there was mm-hmm. a it was a case study. It was a it was just coaches saying, "Look, we got nothing to save any of this stuff for. We're <laughs> we're not hiding anything from anybody in the division." Here it is. Here's everything. That San Francisco touchdown. Are you kidding me? Insane, DK. But but not just that. The amount of fumbles. Watching uh, Debo Samuels go in and out of the game, knowing that he had a, it looked to me like a very strong hamstring issue, and continue to come back into it. They threw trick plays in there. They threw deep shots in there. The scramble effect. And, of course, they also let them play. Another thing that was super fascinating in this game, where did the extra referees come from? Did you notice that? They had you like know, a gang of them. I'll tell you what. Uh, well, that's that, that's not uncommon. It's not unheard of in sports. In baseball, they've always brought in uh, right field and left field umpires. And uh, who knows what the number is. We don't actually even have access to this. Who are in the replay rooms. Who are studying multiple replays, multiple angles at the same time. I will say that that was a very good, very well-officiated game, which is exactly yeah. what you would expect. When you're putting on a show that big, and that's what the Super Bowl is, a show that big, DK, you have to make sure that everything is hitting on all cylinders. You have to. It's a show, but it's the, because it's so big, the, the sportsmanship element, the non-cheating, the non-being influenced by gambling, especially in Las Vegas, uh, you know, that, that – rises to the forefront the referees have to be above everything the officials do do. and in particular i thought they were i thought they were it was just great it was just i I loved all of it you know yeah well one thing i didn't like i got well what's your one thing i travis kelsey getting in andy reed's face and bumping him i I got a problem i got i got a couple problems with that fan of that was not a fan we'll get more into that i got actually have that starred um, actually from our uh, one of our, our, our good listeners this morning, DK. Well, right now I said good morning. Like, I'm on my morning job. From Mark Smith, I had a question from him. Uh, uh, another one I didn't like was this right here, man. Ben hits it right. I can't tell you how much I feel for Dre Greenlaw. Like, you could see that. Did you see the replay of his Achilles? <laughs> I saw somebody on the practice field, DK. Young, I saw somebody on a practice field. The young guy probably wasn't going to make the team practice squad at most, I think, in that one year because he was a rookie. He, We were we were warming up in pre-practice, DK. And I've heard of people saying this type of stuff before. Uh, he did the exact same thing that Dre Greenlaw did in practice, and he turned around and looked at us like, which one of y'all kicked me? And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Like, when that Achilles chooses to go, it ain't much you can do about it. I, he was warm. I don't think the turf had anything to do with it. It was just his time, man. That sucked to see that. Yeah, there's no question about that. That's I, I love this point too from Robert Phelps. So we're gonna take this one into our into our break. He says, uh, "It just didn't feel like anyone lost that game." I don't know how you felt, Moan. I, I was watching this last night in my hotel in in, in Winnipeg, and seeing them go back and forth almost like a tennis match and then to take it into overtime all i wanted was more of it like i didn't have a rooting interest of any kind you know i I mean i wouldn't mind seeing javon hargrave win and whatever but i would have been nice yeah but 
I just wanted to see more of it. Like, I didn't want there to be a touchdown. I wanted to see another field goal at the end. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. I, the Niners I'm, I'm, were unbelievable. The Niners are a great team. I'm going opposite of Robert here, though. Okay. Justin feel like, yes, you did feel like, in my opinion, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers felt like they lost that. One, the overtime rules. Didn't know that. Okay. This that's is, the reporting that's emerged today is that there's a lot of the 49ers who didn't know the new new overtime rules. And had they known that, they would have probably actually uh, elected to uh, kick the ball first and, and receive late because they know the tempo of what Kansas City was going to do is what every expert is saying. The every expert rules, is saying, but the, that, that yeah. San Francisco defense was just on the field. It was. Moan. That's not something that's in the book. That's true. That's true. But if they had actually stopped them and whatever the case may have been, at least they know what they were up against. They let Kansas City do what Kansas City does. But this is also, in this moment, the third time that Shanahan has lost to Kansas City. Well, in the Super Bowl. Two to Kansas City and one to, uh, who was it, 28-3 to Patriots. He was the offensive coordinator in that game before he actually took the the San Francisco job. And he lost to Kansas City in 19, and he lost to Kansas City in 24. That felt like he lost to me. But as far as me being a consumer of it, five quarters, I'll take every year. Yeah, there's, I mean, as, as long as we're going to cut up Kyle Shanahan, I, I was saving this for later, but I'm going to throw it in now because it's, it, it, it's, it's relative to this conversation. Uh, Ann says, I know running the ball isn't sexy, but didn't San Francisco see what happened when Baltimore abandoned the run? Uh, I'll, I'll go more specific. I thought that we had reached a point in this game where Christian McCaffrey said, I'm winning this. I did too. Okay? I'm with you. Uh, off of that one run, you know where he's running and he does the little high step and then goes past the guy like a yeah. like it's a cheap B-button video game move? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> he does that. And then you're thinking, just give it to him again. Find a way. He can catch it. He can do whatever. Just don't overthink this. And they got down there to the 10-yard line, and then they started overthinking it. (laughs) And they got cute, DK. They got cute. You 100% Which would have been okay if it was him. I'm with you. And, and again, this this begs to, you know, bring up this conversation, too. If Brock Purdy did everything you think he could have done, and he did. He did. How good is good? They had nine pro bowlers, and I'm sure numerous all pros this year, too. How, how good is good? And for the people that want to throw out certain conversations, no, I'm not going to do that today. I was about to make this a kid. I'm not going to do that today, okay? But how good is good when you're up against Patrick? And why does the AFC always have this guy? You go from Brady to friggin' Mahomes, that's that's pretty much a gatekeeper of all Super Bowls out of the AFC. Even Lamar couldn't do anything with Patrick Mahomes. Gatekeeper to the AFC is really, really good. Let's take a little break here and discuss some of that. That that's that's outstanding. Uh, <laughs> we'll do that in the only segment that actually matters. And that's hey, Mom. We back. We back. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. 
chatted up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. The pie guy comes in and says, you could put any supporting cast with Pat Mahomes and he'll will the team to a win. That's actually false because <laughs> Pat Mahomes is his father, not Patrick. Pat Mahomes was a pitcher for the Pirates 20 years ago, and I can assure you he did not will the Pirates to a win because nobody can do that. Absolutely. See and how this show can get ridiculous? It did just that quick, man. But here's the thing, to that point, as far as willing that team to a win, the 49ers had nine Pro Bowlers. you mind if I reel them off real quick, DK? Just Here to give go. an emphasis on the, the play caliber, the caliber players that they had. Real quick, Nick Bosa, Javon Hargraves, Kyle Juszczyk, a fullback, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, Charvarius, Charvarius Ward, Fred Warner, and Trent Williams, and they also had an all-pro safety on IR. You had me at Fred Warner. Sorry, <laughs> I can get everybody. I'm the biggest Fred Warner fan. Me too. The guy is unreal. If there's one guy who was playing last night, I know everybody would say Mahomes. There's one guy that I would just pluck off that roster and throw onto Pittsburgh. It'd be him. Give me him all day. Oh, but but DK. It wasn't enough. Nine pro bowlers on one friggin' squad. I think the most we've had was five at one time, and that won a Super Bowl. Like, think think about this. You had nine, and it wasn't enough. Like, again, the AFC continually gets a gatekeeper. How? I, I don't know. It feels like it's been that way for a really long time. Somebody will occasionally kind of poke through, but – now with with Mahomes and what he's done and what his trajectory is, my goodness, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not into predictions or whatever, but that team's not going to go away. This is the year that a lot of people thought they should and would go away. It was the worst. It was the worst Kansas City team, other than the defense. Offensively, they had nothing that you absolutely love. Tyreek is not there. You love what Kelsey is, but Kelsey didn't get anything in the Super Bowl. To the second half, so much so to the favorite moment of yours, DK, he bumped into Andy Reid. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about the guys that they absolutely went with to win this game. Isaiah Pacheco, a six or seven round draft pick. Okay, think about the dudes that we're mentioning here, DK. They're not your first pick of the litter when it boils down to it. I'm going to throw a couple other names out there. Uh, Jedrick McKinnon. Rasheed Rice. McCole Hartman, Justin Watson, Marquez Valdez, Scantling. They're the role players other than Kelsey. And I guess you got to kind of give it to Isaiah Pacheco, but the role players like do. And, and here's where I am with this. Okay. Let's, let's throw every quarterback of the Steelers into a pot. Let's throw Kenny in there. Mason still on the contract and Mitch. Do you continually rotate the quarterback until you find him? Because that seems to be the only recipe. Do you do you continually spin it, DK? Spin no, the wheel until can't. you find your guy. You can't. But can you? Not? But what what what, what Brock the... Purdy isn't enough, and he has everything that you need. He as it stands, DK, he is not enough. 
Oh, I don't know about that. You didn't like his game last night? I love this game. Okay, then what do you mean? Patrick showed us what more looks like. Patrick Mahomes showed us that you can have all the weapons that you want. And at the end of the day, he's got all five of the, uh, uh, what is it, uh, the the, uh, Infinity Stones. He's got all five of them. (laughs) He he actually does. (laughs) He does. It's not, one of the things that impressed me maybe more than uh, as much as anything else in this game last night was because of all the cameras and all the commentary and everything else, you you got an extraordinary look into this game the way you wouldn't into a regular season or even a normal playoff game. And seeing some of the breakdowns of the way Mahomes was seeing the field and some of the stuff that he turned down, like in his head, was was through the roof. Yeah. I, he, he's, he's seeing things. That maybe if he puts it up, he's risking something. He's ah, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. So he's still making these ambitious plays while at the same time, I mean, look, when he did throw the interception, it was stunning. It was. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, and to your point on it, it, lo- it almost looked like he was passing on a few plays because I thought he had Kelsey one or two other times across the middle. He chose to go to the sideline and involve other guys. I don't know if he was playing chess that well, but the fact that he did somewhat get pushed out of the pocket and kind of off his uh, off his spot a little bit, DK. But it was it was beyond fascinating to me to watch him do work the way he did with a bunch of guys that you you like but don't love. Jackson says something interesting here. He says that you can love Mahomes, you can love Purdy's game, uh, but it still isn't enough. We, meaning the Steelers, need to keep trying to draft a superstar. Are you a believer in that? Are you a believer that you're not going to win a Super Bowl without a superstar quarterback? I'm starting to believe it. I I will say that now here's the the other side of it. I don't think the title game manager is a bad title. I think Brock Purdy is a game manager. I think there's a lot of quarterbacks around the league that are game managers. The AFC, I mean, NFC Championship game, yes, he was a playmaker then. But if your history shows you're a game manager – but you're you're up against Patrick Mahomes era. You're surprising me here. I mean, I because made some plays. Who Purdy? Purdy. Okay, here's the other thing. He made some ahead. plays, DK. Yeah. But it was all within the uh, the Cannon, uh, Shanahan scheme too. But that's what he's supposed to do. But what did Patrick do as opposed to the Andy Reid scheme? No, Patrick does what he does. I'm not comparing. Even the on two. the last play, uh, I see what you're saying. It was drawn up. And, and somehow, someway, he ran out. And if you look back at that play, his eyes was fixated on Kelsey. Yeah, he and never let go of Kelsey until the last second. Kelsey. And Kelsey goes and cuts to the left right off the line. And the safety sticks. And, and, and just a little bit. Not even that much. Not safety. Even, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? He had Velcro. Just a little bit of Velcro under the shoes. And... And McCole Harden goes right back out. And because of the Kelsey effect and Patrick eyes, because the defenders can somewhat see that they can. He drops it in a pot for one of the easiest throws he had of the night while also being chased down. Brock Purdy, when he got chased down in those moments, he got caught. Patrick got laid and leveled a few times in the game. Oh, and the intentional early ground. they came. Yes, <laughs> they did, DK. But he, he just, to me, again, the thing that just blows me away is that he weathers everything. He just bounces back up. He's, there's no, 
He doesn't even bother with this part of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, and Lyle, here's your point. Here's here's what you said. I would rather have a shutdown defense. San Francisco had that, and the average quarterback they had that too. Uh, they had better. He's better than average. I'm gonna it. stick like I'm sticking up for Brock Purdy. How about the plays where he did improvise, where he you. threw across to Look the right? I get you. No, just it's, it's just. Again, here's the thing, DK, and I see somebody, Justin, I got to go ahead and post some DK. That's right here. Justin, appreciate the contribution and everything, man. But he has LOL moan. You're not giving me much hope for the future. That ain't the case. But here's the thing, though, too. When it comes down to being a button-up crew, I do think the changes that Coach Tomlin and the Steelers have made coaching-wise, and I expect players-wise, and I'd also expect this, too, the level of discipline to take an uptick, the level of execution to take an uptick, because you can't just roll the ball out no more. And the weakest, this is the third championship that, that Kansas City's won. Of the three, this is probably the weakest team that they have. Yes. Yes. Uh, up front, meaning offensive line, supporting cast, you know, a lot of playmakers like you were earlier. Yeah. Issues that they, they've had with the flow of the offense, and they still won it. And the, no. the three that they've won. I think the one they lost to Tampa, that team was better than the team that won it this year. Mm-hmm. Fair? Yes. And all I'm saying is this. We got to be realists going into this thing moving forward as far as men fanned out for our squad. And here's where I sit with you guys. This team has to be more disciplined. It has to have a better level of execution at the quarterback position. The left tackle position does have to be a whole lot better. The run game from the first half to the second half does have to be good. And just being point blank honest, you got to have more playmakers than Cam, TJ, Minka, and hopefully Joy Porter Jr. gets a whole lot better next year. Dr. Shadow says Brad Johnson won the Super Bowl. Yeah, Brad this Johnson had NFL. Yeah, Brad Johnson had his games though. I mean, the, the Brad Johnson had a kind of a strange career, but he'd have monster games, and nobody would ever be surprised. You know, right. that that was kind of the the, the story of his time uh, in the NFL. And Trent Dilfer, now that's a different case. But how that, that that's a historic defense. I mean, we're talking about top three all times with yeah. what Trent Dilfer did with that. Yeah, too. Dilfer needed to not give the ball away, and he didn't give the ball away here. There's there's a couple of there's a couple of good questions here as it as it relates to the to the Steelers I thought I saw some here so we can kind of bring this back yeah, oh yeah let's do let's here. do this before we do here Mark Smith says hey Moan we, we hear a lot of misguided statements about the lack of discipline that Mike Tomlin has after seeing how Travis Kelsey berated and almost knocked Andy Reid down what would he doesn't finish it here right but, there oh, yeah, he does here yeah what would you guess that Tomlin's response would have been same way, situation. A way different outcome than that. I just don't think I've seen I could see anybody going up to Coach Tomlin doing that. That's I, I just can't see anybody going up to him doing that. Who would? Not Debo wouldn't do it. No. James Harrison, I don't think, would have done it. No, that. he would not do that. A B would do it too. We don't have to speculate. Well, he didn't he do didn't that. He didn't do that. Like I, I just that wouldn't have ended, I don't think, the same exact way. I don't think you just seen Coach Tomlin lash out and punch him or nothing like that, but I just can't see him. No, absolutely not. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mark. I'm I'm confused to answer that question because I just can't imagine it. If that makes sense. Do you feel that enough has been made of the matter today, or even last night? 
if they'd have lost, it would have been the biggest thing on the TV. Winning cures everything. I'll forever stand by that. Had it not been for the dub, now you can paint that as passion. And a lot of people that I've heard talk about this too, well, I ain't going to say a lot. A few people that I've heard talk about this, well, that's their relationship. Now, I, Andy had no reaction, but I ain't, I'm, not, I'm not running up on coach like that unless I know I'm about to be fired and, hey, screw all of y'all. You don't do that. Yeah, finding him isn't going to do anything here. I see that's a suggestion. <laughs> I said fired. Like, that. that's where yeah, you're at. No, if... no, finding here from Jordan oh. is just like, no. A, a total disrespect. Uh, unacceptable. TJ here says it's been blown out of proportion. We always talk about the T and said, mm-hmm. no, dude, no. Okay. L- let me – go ahead. That just can't happen. If you know, it, and I and I don't know that it does cure everything. I, oh man, it's blanket it. Do I it. Say, I want to say something. Do here it. Get me in trouble. No. Can I say it? you want to text it to me so I can say it? Yeah, I'll text it to you right yeah, now. Yeah, I got a feeling you, I know what it is. Well, then go ahead because then if you that can had know been, what it is. What, what you're saying? If that had been a black player doing, yep. it would have been totally different. Say yes, it. I agree. If okay. That had been a black player. One of the first things would have been different. Yep, one hundred percent. I can okay, see the, re- look- the reaction would have been this and that. Oh, yeah, look at this guy. They would yeah. have been throwing around little yeah. words like punk and stuff like and that and everything. And yeah, like that. And that, yeah. The, one of the first thoughts I had here, well, but look at this. Here's here's the guy who's now as pure as the new fallen snow. Yeah. He's dating Taylor Swift, and he's great. Andy Reid's the nicest old man. And, hey, look, they won. Big deal. Yeah, and, and I totally agree. If you change the shade a few Few different uh, colors, DK. It's a totally different conversation, right there. Okay, yeah. All here we have some. We have some backing here now. Look at that. That's that's your here and now is exactly. (laughs) And then call him ghetto and everything else. Yeah. Do you think he treats Taylor Swift like better? Come on now. Let's let's be honest about that one here. Yeah, but you just you can't do that, and I think you just can't have a double standard for it. No. And and here's the other side of it too. For the people saying it's blown out of proportion, is here's the thing that gets you too. If if a coach does that to your kid, you're ready to riot. And I've seen people on social media get mad at coaches when they grab a player's helmet. So what makes it okay that Kelsey did it to a coach? That is never okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't I don't see this one here either. Criticizing Kelsey for holding his coach accountable. His Hold pa- his coach account. His coach is running the team. You, so here's a scenario, Kane, what that happened. What does his coach accountable mean? He got pulled off and was on the sideline, visibly taking the knee because he was tired. So they put in one of his backups on a play that he was capable of blocking. The guy gets beat on the play and comes in and, and strips the ball out of Isaiah Pacheco's hands. Kelsey yeah. saying to himself, if you would have kept me in, that wouldn't, that wouldn't have happened. Have happened. But you can't say that that wouldn't have happened because according to the sideline camera angle, you were dog A tired. You're still not the head coach either way. Forget any reasoning here. He's not in a position to hold his head coach accountable. Who the hell is he? Yeah, exactly. In that environment. In that environment. Go to your job and hold your boss accountable. (laughs) Like, what are we talking about here? This is one of those types of guys. Like, Andy Reid is one of those types of coaches. Not even mentioning his age. I mean, come on. It don't like he disrespected Kelsey. You sub in and out personnel all the time. Three Kings says, go to your job and hold your boss accountable. <laughs> yeah. See how that flies yeah, for I you. Mean, seriously. Oh, you know, my God. And, and Spice says, 
she says these are the same people that are going at Tomlin, and now they're full of excuses. You know, here again, if Tomlin allows that to happen, and you're right, Moan, we've never seen it. We've never, I've never. You might have in some setting. I've never. Okay. We we've certainly never seen it on a game sideline. You say you've never seen it in any setting. I mean, my goodness. I don't know if I've I've seen like strong arguments. Maybe. And that's the thing. He's going to tell you, we can talk about everything. We can't come to me as, as Coach T's, um, you mm-hmm. know, his what he lives by in, inside. Can, can we can we change that one, too? Because I don't want to go that far left or right as I'm starting to see in the comments. You ready for one that we yeah, can yeah. all agree upon, DK? Go ahead. Go ahead. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. Are you absolutely sure? And I, where's my violin, by the way? <laughs> I need to play this one. because it's actually, it's, it's on the way. It, it, it seems to me that some particular city – has just gotten a blanket, a warm bottle, and a pat on the back and a burp, okay? They've gotten snacks and juices to have in the evening, and I don't get this sympathy and empathy for this one particular city. Trevor. Oh, yeah. I I don't understand it. So did TJ get robbed? Not just that. Now, DK, you push back because you're watching and see it from a different lens than I do, okay? Okay. But but did not D'Amico Ryan's should he have not gotten coach of the year? I mean, I, if you look at the way the award has been, what the criteria <laughs> has been of the award, not necessarily the stated criteria, but it becomes implied. The coach of the year almost always goes to the person who has engineered the the biggest turnaround, Okay. I don't know that you can look at Kevin Stefanski's performance in Cleveland and say that there was some turnaround. What was the turnaround from? Okay, Cleveland had a quarterback win comeback player of the year over someone who was dead. Okay, I'm not making light of Tamar Hamlin's situation. Okay, local lad, fine young man, the greatest comeback story in the history of organized sport. He was dead. Okay, and Joe Flacco himself had said beforehand, what am I coming back from, being old? That was before getting the award. So now on top of that, yeah, you see, no one's talking about the Stefanski thing too, but uh, (coughs) what happened in Houston wasn't just about C.J. Stroud, okay? That that had become a fairly complete, still with a long ways to go, but a fairly complete football team. I mean, what are we... Houston fired two coaches in back-to-back years. Okay, they made power moves in the draft to set, and they mortgaged them against Cleveland's picks to get a one and a three. Did D'Amico Ryan's, and I'm gonna get to TJ. D'Amico Ryan's had the the rookie of the year offensively, rookie of the year defensively. They won the AFC South. He completely turned that organization around in a year, and he didn't win it over Stefanski when he they went and shopped and bought everybody's free agents. And Miles Garrett's get the, the defensive player of the year. How, who wrote this sympathy story for I Cleveland? I, I, you know, and here's the problem with it: if you cut through the symptoms and you cut through the individual things and you get to the core of how that voting is done, those 50 members, we don't have any idea. There's no accountability. This isn't like the uh, we know the names, okay, but we don't know how they voted unless they decide to say so. Whereas in other sports, you're seeing a lot of transparency now, okay? Yes. Because no one wants to be on the record as saying, 
How about the? There's like eight people out of the oh. fifty who didn't have TJ on their freaking ballot. <laughs> Come on, who left him out of their top three? That's hilarious. That's 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 intentional. And then this justification of win rate, almost beating your guy for uh, for pressure. Almost. You know the only time I acknowledge pressure. When watching Chris Jones divert Brock Purdy off his spot and he throw balls short when he had a wide open man. If you pressure me and I complete a pass, that's we win that one still. That's not win rate. I can go on and on and on about this one, but that is by far one of the craziest just off-season awards I think we've seen. And by the way, shout out to Cam, man. That is a very big award that he got, the Walter Payton Man of the Year, man. Big kudos to Cam for working hard at that, man. He is, uh, he's happy about it. He should. <laughs> you know, he's, yeah. He's, yeah. He and, and, and Charlotte and everybody in the family uh, did everything. I mean, yes, they, they, they did. You know, and, 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 and just what, one of the many things I loved about Cam's speech was that he took care to say near the end that there's, this isn't an end. Like, you don't say, hey, I won. All right, heck with all you charities and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He said, you got to keep doing it. We all got to. He looked at the other nominees out in the in the crowd and said, we all got to keep doing it. Yes, that's so true, man. Uh, big shout out to the, to him. And he's been grinding at that for a very long time. I'm just happy to see he he got that. And it was, it was his favorite, man. Uh, really, really cool stuff that he's doing in Pittsburgh and everywhere else. Yeah, yeah. The By NFL the did not do itself many favors, but they painted the, the narrative the weekend from midway up part of the season. DK, they painted that narrative of that Miles pass rush Garrett win rate. Yeah, and, well, and just how many times have we said, and only one of the two of us on this screen have actually said it to their faces, and I was there for that. <laughs> but. What was the exact words you used out loud you, in front of you, all was your Was it teammates? you guys suck? Was no, it that was it? it? No, it was y'all. Y'all, y'all stats suck or something yeah. like that. It was, it was, it was really, really like, and everybody on the field just like froze. Moan's going after these geeks. Uh, now I was on that sideline with them yeah. too, and I'm thinking like I'm gonna slide right on over here, <laughs> right? Here. I'm not with them. <laughs> and the. Which, and the thing, I keep saying this, but until PFF gets a competitor, this crap is going to go on like this. Yeah. You, yeah. you can't just have a monopoly, much less an independent bunch of guys run by Chris Collinsworth yep. with a very clear uh, Ohio bias. You know, it's it's just a joke. Can I be conspiracy theorist just slightly, just I think real I quick? Just was, but go ahead. <laughs> I know, I know. But here's the thing: it's almost as if Miles had to get it because TJ's still gonna be there. Bosa's around them too, and and here's the other person that they're stroking that 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 canvas for too. Michael Parsons next up. Yeah, but what I mean, why does? You don't need to be doing that. That that happens in other sports too, where you just well, it's so and so's turn. It's his time. What the hell does that mean? It, it's, it's it's player of the year. year. It's not a cumulative award in any way. And by the way, if it was, go go run the math on TJ's cumulative stats. How can over the how, past three years? 
how can we justify these awards if we say defensive player of the year and TJ gets double teamed, TJ gets whole, he he goes through the same things that Miles goes through also. But 19 sacks to 14, an interception, a fumble recovery for a touchdown, and four uh, forced fumbles on a year. I mean, just the, the stat. If if uh, if men can lie, and we we think women lie, we don't know if they lie for sure. Only thing we can believe is numbers, right? If I tell you, DK, I'm paying you $10, and you look at it, you count and say, Moan, this is nine. You can prove that that's $9 and not 10. TJ's numbers are just. Yeah. The other guy's hitting fly balls to the warning track, and TJ's hitting them over the fence. There's nothing else to this. Cat Manita probably unwittingly brings up a nice point and says, has anyone won the man of the year twice? Well, I mean, that'd be bizarre. See, that is a cumulative award, even though it's called Man of the Year, and that's the way it should be. I don't want to see Cam winning it again next year. Cam doesn't want to see Cam winning it again next year. (laughs) He does. Right? That should be spread out, I would think, unless you have something crazy like a catastrophe. But this other stuff is on direct on-field performance. Yeah. You know, and it just... It tainted it. it. It tainted it for me. It, it, I think it tainted a lot of things. I think it tainted, in a lot of ways, uh, football analytics. You know, this can be a, something that we do a whole show on here, I think, some sometime here in the offseason. But football needs analytics that it can trust. It can trust, DK. Okay, where it doesn't have them yet. It's taken baseball 20 hard years of behind-the-scenes squabbles and everything. And uh, baseball is isn't all the way there, but baseball is way closer than any other sport. It is. It is, man. And I'm, I'm with working out with Parkinson's here, man. Says Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett just won defensive player. He has a participation trophy for almost winning. <laughs> for almost everything. Everything he did was an almost. Is, is he a specimen? Yes. Is he one heck of a player? Does he generate a lot of double teams? Yes. But the guy on the other side does the exact same thing in Pittsburgh. And he's also blowing him out of the water with career sacks, plays that's being made, and the team has just been historically better in recent times. And it gets it gets results. Okay, it gets I'm, results. I told you I was going to change the topic, but that was that was insane to me. Okay, <laughs> I I just could not believe it, man. I could not. Yeah, no. Let's let's take a couple of more here today before we before we uh, before we cut out. Uh, I think I had a couple here starred. Uh, I think you were running through some of those right there. I was. Uh, Demond yeah. says Demond says had a player tried Mike Tomlin like that. The players on the team would have held that player accountable then and there. There was uh, somebody who came over uh, from Kansas City, a player who came over and got in and kind of pulled Kelsey away yes. by the torso. But I think he was like half Kelsey's size. And wasn't going to do that. Uh, Rico. There, there is a situation like that real quick before you go. Uh, A.B. and Dick LeBeau. You remember that camp? Mm-hmm. Where Ike and A.B. were getting into it and A.B. went at Dick LeBeau. A.B. got reprimanded by the defensive players first and foremost. Like quick, fast, and in a hurry too. To that same point that was just made a second ago, D.K. So, yes. Yeah. Dick LeBeau. <laughs> Rico. Uh he says, come on, DK, Purdy was terrible. Rico, you just disqualified all the other sentences that you have after that. You can make a point without being extreme. This isn't politics. He wasn't terrible. Yeah. Nobody would say he was terrible. Yeah, nah. Uh, yes, again, 
I, I like Brock Purdy. I don't want to make it seem like one way or the other, but just mm-hmm. in the comparisons and what it takes to beat them in those moments. And, and I think the advantage went to Kansas City, obviously, for them being in those championship caliber games, often or more recent than the 49ers. They understand the game is never over, and that's how they played it too. And, of course, the, the block extra point, the ball hitting off his leg, uh, and then the fumble on uh, Ray Ray McLeod. I was just – a lot of stuff went Kansas City way too. It, it did. Joe Gardell has a, a, a fair plea for you here. He says, hey, Moan, if you believe that the Steelers can't win without a superstar quarterback, where do they go from here? You try to see if Mason Rudolph can be that or draft and sign a superstar in free agency. What do they do? Man, you got to see if that next guy is going to be it. I don't know if Mason's going to be long term. I just don't. I don't know if Kenny is. And I think Mitch Trubisky is gone. What you have to go do is find that player that has that it factor, too. And it ain't got to be Lamar. It ain't got to be Patrick Light. But the ability and clutch, I'm talking about very tight situations, you got to have a quarterback that's got ice in his veins. You do. Like, look at the ones that I'm going to bring up here. And you got to say with yourself, in those high-caliber moments, they rose up high. Ben, DK Diddy, yes. That throw to Santonio, no, Brock Purdy ain't making that. You even got to throw Eli Manning in there, okay? In in high moments, he did he, it. He did it. He did it. Like those are just two examples. I can go through Brady Breeze. I mean, all of them, right? The Eli Manning commercial, by the way. You seen it? That one? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh man, <laughs> he's making his way. This has nothing not? to do with the Super Bowl. Just <laughs> it, it, it's been out for a while. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Every man. once he's, in a while, I think that he could almost be as funny as Peyton. You know, Peyton is good. I, I think Peyton got the dry humor that most people love, and you don't know if Eli's joking or not most times, it seems like, because yeah. the delivery is a little off. But Peyton did the skit on Saturday Night Live where he was throwing those bullets to those children. <laughs> <laughs> How did they pull that off? I don't know, but it was so well done. The sound <laughs> effects and everything. You think these these kids are actually getting knocked around? These eight year olds on the field. I believe it, oh, DK. No. Oh, no. All right. Well, when we come my. back, we're going to take care of a little bit of business here. Let's do it. Hmm. I got something cool for you. I think you'll appreciate it. I just spent the last five days up in Winnipeg. And I've told you before that that city has a, has a love of football. Yeah. Um, That it's, it's not just because their blue bombers have been the CFL's powerhouse over the past half decade. Uh, They love the NFL. Mm -hmm. And last night I had the the opportunity to to roam around a little bit around the hotel, a couple of restaurants. There's a bar across the street and everything glued just glued to the Super Bowl as if it was their own game. They love the NFL north of the border. They especially love it there. I th- I find that so I don't know why. I take I feel like as an American, yeah. I take such pride in that. You know? That's good. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, we're right. That's our pastime, but we're right about it. You know? <laughs> I absolutely love that DK. Hey, you man, had to have felt fun. like that when you when you did the you were the Steelers official ambassador was, to the was. UK. You had to feel some of that when you saw these people with the British accents and everything, and yeah. they, they genuinely love our football. Trying to win it, right, DK? Like that's mm-hmm. big time. Trying to understand it and be fans of it, and are more fans of it. 
and, and again, do do um do the Steelers go to Brazil? You you in on that? Uh, I'm talking I, about a Pennsylvania matchup. I'd love it. I, yeah. I'd love it. I I I think it would be extraordinary. Uh, and, and I think that if if you're talking about picking it, yeah, uh, who's gonna go? I keep saying this. Steelers haven't gone since you were the ambassador. That was in 2013. I think the South American play would be good. I do. Oh, that'd be huge. You know, and yeah, Lauren points out in Winnipeg they're going to watch a Bombers game over the NFL. Yes, really? I wasn't. I was. Oh yeah. The, yeah. A, right. Well, remember, winning makes everything good. Yes, there's it a makes lot, it better. Yeah. There's a lot of pride up there in the Bombers. And funny thing about Canada, they don't view the CFL as a minor league. Huh. Okay. They just see it as these are our Their teams. League. And they have, you know about the Canadian roster quota. Yes, they have okay. to have a certain amount. Yep. So they just see it as these are just the this is the Canadian major league. That's all. Jeez, now, okay. now at the same time, when you've got a game of that caliber on last night, you're not nobody's lying to anybody here, okay? Yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> that good. Was, Beautiful football. Beautiful <laughs> that's, that's football. That's good, man. Absolutely. Um, that that game, top tier, and about in the last last few years. Were you top three, DK? I think so. I, yeah. I was struggling to come up with something from from a Super Bowl standpoint. Super Bowl standpoint that wouldn't have gone all the way back to Ben and San Antonio. Yeah, where the, where I, well, the twenty-eight game three was epic too. It was it was good. I just think that w- when you go back to Pittsburgh versus Arizona, you just remember that it was here's Larry Fitz. Oh, game over. Okay, and then there's yeah. San Antonio. Oh, game over. Yeah. Here's James Harrison. Up, oh, game over. And it just kept going, and it's just you couldn't take your eyes off it uh, to the very, very, very end. Yeah. You know, even yeah. after the Steelers had scored. Yeah. Meaning, meaning the San Antonio touchdown. That wasn't the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, it, it was not, man. There was more to be played. A lot of people forget that, like, that play was in, which it was as far as uh, points being scored and whatnot, DK. But very, very good game last night. I give it – other than the, if you're a football fan, you love the first half. We can say that. I love the first half just because – and I absolutely love the halftime performance too. I know a lot of people didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an Usher fan. So let okay. me, I'm giving that it a 10 a out difference. of 10. Like, that I grew up to him the same way that you grew up, you know, to uh, Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac. You know, that's who I grew up to, definitely, <laughs> Moan. But I'll, I'll stand on this pedestal for all time. That is nobody's topping Prince's halftime show. Michael's? Not, huh? My, J- Michael Jackson's? No, Prince. All right, then. So, all right. You know, I, I just think, I mean, there have been some really, really good ones, too, over the yeah. years. Uh, but, man, you know who they've never had do a halftime show? Who? Kiss. Like, how the hell did that happen? Can they? Like, it, actual yeah. Kiss. Have they you know? turned it down? That's the other thing. I don't know. They're always looking for money. So they're, they're <laughs> well, notorious he, for that. Like coin money. money so. I mean, they uh, patent the money back sign. Just didn't like they? Such the ultimate stadium band and everything. How would yeah. you? How would you not have had them do it in this in this setting? You know, that's fair. Saying, Mr. CJ liked Usher. I liked Usher. Yeah. yeah, that that would have been good here. Yeah. Taylor Swift halftime. I mean, she'll. I said she, she might already be said in the building. no. Hey, well, yeah, of course she's she's NFL family at this point right now. 
Yeah, Prince is Prince is definitely good stuff. Mark Lancaster doesn't want Gene Simmons up there spitting blood That's and wagging you gotta his tongue worry and breathing about. fire and whatever. Yeah, can they dress? Can they? Yeah, they can get up on stage with that type of stuff for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's good. All right, guys, let's do it again tomorrow while I go visit the Punk Rock Museum in Las Vegas. I could do that. You could, man. Enjoy yourself, DK. <laughs> Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all hit the like and subscribe button too while y'all in here. Two twenty. All right, everybody. Right All right, bye bye. <laughs>